Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. Today we're talking week 13 mailbag. We got a couple questions from people that are still in it for this year. And then we'll talk a little bit about some of the injuries that have happened this year. Does it change your draft strategy? For next year, just because we've had McCaffrey's down, Cook's down, Henry's down, all that kind of stuff um, keeps happening. So <laughs> notice my background, Jeff? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm. I think that's yeah, Aiden Hutchinson right there. Let me see if I can get my hand. I can't. Oh, good win. Good win. That's for sure. It was a fun weekend. Nearly killed the fantasy league. It was good. Good times. John, <laughs> if you're listening, screw you, man. Screw you. Hope you're listening. Hope you are, man. But I don't hate you. Don't worry. All right. Questions, questions, questions. Joseph, Jeff asked, is Najee Harris still a reliable RB1 for the playoffs? Pretty poor week this past week. Steelers were just bad against the Bengals. It was not pretty at all. The funny thing is we just well, a couple of weeks ago talked about Najee being one of the most reliable, we thought, right? He had been just solid completely every week. And then what he puts up, well, let me see if I can get some numbers here. 3.7 in standard this past week. But still, that is still only the first non-double-digit game he's had in standard since week one. So are you worried? You still count on him? He has Baltimore, so Baltimore next week, then Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City. How are you feeling? I feel uh, I my opinion on Najee has not changed one bit. I you know everyone has a down game that happened to be his. I, I still feel very confident putting him in the lineup, especially with with all the injuries going around. I, I think that he's going to be solid. We know that he's not usually the guy that has these huge games. I think he'll return to form and he'll get double digits for you, and you're going to feel really good about it. I, I don't think there, yeah, nothing has changed in my mind. How about you? I'm I'm the same. Like it, it, it take, it's going to take more than one bad week that to, to you know change my mind on. Especially like you said, there's so many running backs down. It, it just you Najee's obviously he's he's a plugged in player in your lineup, and yeah, you if he doesn't do it next week, you worry a little bit. But there's no scenario where you're not playing Najee Harris. I mean, he'd have to be injured. There's no scenario where a healthy Najee Harris isn't in your in your lineup the rest of the season. It, it doesn't honestly matter. There's not enough games that he could be bad in for you not to start him in the playoffs. You're going to you're going to start him. Um, the game just went, it wasn't his fault. The game got out of hand and they can't, they couldn't, they had to try to throw the ball to do anything. That's why Deontay um, Johnson led the NFL in targets last week. Cause they just had to throw the ball around and that's what happened. So there's that Kasprowski asked Mike Gusecki or Logan Thomas this week. Gusecki is playing against the New York giants. Logan Thomas going to be playing against the Raiders. Gusecki hasn't really necessarily been playing that great lately. Logan Thomas is just coming back. He caught almost caught a touchdown, almost caught a touchdown. It was overturned at the end of the game um, last night. What are you thinking there? Gusecki home against the Giants, Thomas on the road against the Raiders. <clears throat> kind of close. It is very close. I'm tell you the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards Logan Thomas. I, is it? It's just because he hasn't done a lot lately. It's been yeah. It's this stretch of, and it, here's the thing that I, I really worry about is his the usage, the targets 
haven't really gone down. He just hasn't been able to uh, get anything with it, whether or not that be, you know, the type of plays that he's getting thrown at, you know, whether it's his fault or not, it's kind of, you know, erroneous to me. Uh, he just hasn't been getting it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that Logan Thomas has more upside. Las Vegas is not particularly good against the tight end. That doesn't always play out. It's such a crap show with tight ends anyway. So I, I don't know matchups are really the thing to look at. But I, I liked what I saw from him in that in his first yeah. week, he has a week under his belt. Um, he looked healthy. And look, I don't know. Jacecki just hasn't been getting it done. I think, you know, 50 yards would be the top. I think Logan Thomas has uh, much more upside and, and his low side isn't, you know, it's not like zero. Like yeah. his his low side is probably what he just did, which was like thirty yards and an almost touchdown. Yeah. I don't know. I would I would take the upside with Logan Thomas. No, I'm with you. I think Kaseki's had on uh, in standard scoring. He's had five straight weeks of single digit points of no six point eight, five point four, zero, five, and one point seven. It's been pretty poor. Just you kind of know what you're getting. Maybe he gets a touchdown. It helps you, but you don't. I'd rather take the shot on the guy. I don't exactly know what he's going to do yet. I'd go Logan Thomas. Yeah. And Bro, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I can't get over the week 10 either. <laughs> Seven week, targets. No. Yeah. yeah and had no catches. It Crazy. really bothers me. I don't know. That whole thing is just, it, it's starting to get weird over there in Miami. It is. All right. Brother Coffee Bean. Final questions we got actually before we'll talk about some other stuff. Brother Coffee Bean. Couple questions for him. Um, first off, what is the status of DeAndre Swift? Can I start him or not? Uh, he says, I also have Aaron Jones on buy. So I would need to play Swift because Alex Collins doesn't do much for me. Sorry, man. You're gonna have to play Alex Collins. It does not look uh, promising for DeAndre Swift. I, I'm certain they're gonna hold him out, and um, it's gonna be the Jamal Williams show this week. I, I just don't see a scenario where Swift plays. I, I can't see it. They, they don't need. Why would they? It's the Lions. They're terrible. They're not good. Why would you? What is the point to rush back your star running back, your star young running back, to get hurt again? You just don't need to do it. Rest him. Jamal Williams is perfectly capable back for the Lions, at least. So you're going to be stuck with Alex Collins. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah I, yeah. I, yeah. I haven't heard anything good either. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You hope for one, <laughs> one Collins touchdown. That's what you're hoping for. Yep. He also said, what is the status of Kadarius Tony returning? And you know, I have not really heard any updated news. Stay tuned for that. Keep watching different stuff. Cause uh, yeah. he was a, he was a end up being a, you know, out this past week, which was disappointing. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, it started, it started a whole thing in our league. It did. <laughs> it a, Jeff it didn't play wild, a full. Was, Jeff didn't play a full lineup. Come on, man. Like, it was a wildfire. It's Thanksgiving. I did not see that he was doubtful until too late. And you Ooh, still beat me. And I beat you. Uh, thank God the uh, the villagers were were grabbing the pitchforks. They were coming for me. Uh, it would have been really really bad. Jeff, so you're not supposed to enjoy happened. Thanksgiving and forget about a, a, a fantasy game. Uh, it was so it was so funny too. Not to go into this, I know you guys don't care, but it was like immediately after that, Craig like texted me and he was like, "Did you see that? I saw it like 15 minutes before." And I was like, "What the?" I was like, "No." <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh, the joy of holidays and trying to do everything at once. But. Um, I haven't heard anything either. No, I I, I, I just look. I just quick glanced real quick, um, see if I could see spot any quick news, and I nothing, nothing I've seen yet. So I don't the, know what that means. The, the way they talked about him last week, I would lean towards is he's going to be a questionable designation, and he'll end up playing probably. I don't know that for sure. I truly, I that would be my guess just with what they were saying and how he was such a late, uh, you know, them downgrading him to doubtful and then taking him out of the game. 
And they, yeah. they needed to because they were, you know, they were hurting as far as wide receivers. So if he can play, I think they'll they'll put him in there. But I don't I don't know how much you're going to get out of him, to tell you the truth. Yeah, that's so I'm, I, I'm not I, sure if it matters. Yeah, I mean, I expect him. I feel like he'll be a questionable tag all week and probably play. That's kind of my guess, but we'll see. Um, then also some other some quarterback questions. He says, what should I do about Andy Dalton as far as starting him if Fields is out? So basically he's asking, do I play Teddy Bridgewater or do I play Andy Dalton? Oh, <clears throat> If, if, Ooh, say, if, if so was it uh well bridgewater is going against casey that seems like it's been harder lately for sure it, it has i mean still all right he's going to get i have such a hard time trusting chicago at all this is like though this is like an absolute toss-up dalton against the cardinals cardinals have been you know been decent bridgewater yeah, I, I, I would still go teddy bridgewater I, I, yeah, yeah i have yeah. so little confidence in chicago and mooney's been playing really really well and he had enough, like he played Detroit. If you're going to beat up on someone, Detroit is the team to do it. He had 317 yep. yards, but only one touchdown. Um, I think Bridgewater has a higher ceiling. Uh, I don't know. I would, I would go with that. I, I, that was, it's a tough one, but I would definitely go. I would personally go to with Bridgewater. One of his other questions here is because he actually had Daniel Jones, who is now hurt as well. He said, if, um, if Bridgewater has to be his QB1 for the rest of the year, is, is he a trustworthy option? No, it's not a great option. You don't love it at all. Um, I mean, I would, I wouldn't mind if he was my backup. Yeah, right? it's just, like, it's just, you don't you're, know you're, what you're, you're gonna never going to win a title with Bridgewater yeah. because you're never going to get enough points out of him. Like eventually, your your QB is going to have to score yep. a, a decent amount of points. It's just the way it works. Usually, playing the best teams in playoffs. If he's the guy that has to bring it there, I hope you have a lot of the other big time names. I hope you have Jonathan Taylor. Yep. <laughs> like yep. that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, one final question talking about some keepers actually. So he has, uh, two keepers for sure. He says for next year, he's going to be Jamar chase and Michael Thomas. We'll see. Michael Thomas missed a full year here. We'll see. He could pick one of these other guys, DK Metcalf, Julio Jones, Kadarius, Tony. So it's not Julio. I mean, it's DK. You have to think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it is. It's, it's DK. It's Jamar. It's Michael Thomas. I think, I think I still go Thomas over, but yeah. Yeah, but he, you still want to see more than that. You know, he, he had a he had a streak of three games where he, even though he only put up real points in one of them, he looked yep. really promising in, in three of them. Mm-hmm. But you still have to figure out what New York is doing, and I would love to see him get back healthy. Right now, you're you're trying to when you're looking at keepers, you want to make sure you're getting value, right? So more than I don't know what his, his is, whether or not it's all right. You have to take him in the first three rounds, or if you have to take it, uh, you know whatever around ahead of where you had him last year, it keeps moving up. Or if it's money, um, that that's the other thing to, to be looking at, or everyone keeps three, no matter what. And then that one is pretty simple. You would definitely keep DK in that situation, yep. but it's probably going to be him. No matter what you got to go for the the value. So around this, I just want to talk quick about some injuries and drafting for next year. Cause this has been a little, a uh, little scary in a way of injuries. Derek Henry's out. McCaffrey's out. Delvin Cook's now out for a bit. And Delvin Cook, he's banged up a lot. Alvin Kamara's been out. All kind. Of, Aaron Jones was hurt a bit there. He's he's back, but um, you know, he didn't really actually do much because he was hurt. It, it, is it such a great idea anymore? I, I just it makes me nervous about like in auction leagues, especially spending big money on big time name running backs. Because you are not getting your money's worth this year. I mean, I guess the problem is you were with Derrick Henry, like when he was healthy, but you were, but now everyone's hurt. Yeah. Is this changing well, your mind at all? 
Well, I mean, uh, I'll say this at the top end of it, it, it does. If you're going to blow your entire budget on one guy like Derrick Henry, right? In, he was well worth the money when he's healthy. If you blew half your budget on him, you could still put together a championship team. But in saying that, even if someone like Kamara that has had a solid season, but now you're missing him down the stretch when you need him, um, you know, he's, he's lived up to expectations. He's not out for the year and there's nothing you can do about it. Even that scares the crap on me. As I say that, like the question would be, how do you fill out a team otherwise? Right. You well, could take a shot at a bunch of middle guys, which if you did this, it would have worked this year. Let's say if you got if you like Joe correctly, Mixon, if you, well, I don't know if Mixon is necessarily a middle guy, Like you're, you're when you're saying like bottom of the top 10, uh, you yeah. know, and it's well, hard you to say because you would have had to go. Round is that what? How much money? Yeah, you go get Mixon, and you would have paired him. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of luck because what do you do? You get Mixon, you get I don't even know who the other guy is. You get you got Leonard Fournette a little later. You know, you could easily like piece that together you, in a snake draft. You could have definitely done like a an Eckler Mixon turn there at the at the turn and got those two backs and been looking great. Possibly even Jonathan Taylor. He could have fell to towards the end of the first, but. I don't know. It just it it's making me nervous. But it's not like you can go and say, "All right, running backs are all getting hurt." Right? Even Saquon, we said we even talked about Saquon. Saquon was hurt too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you go and say, "Oh, okay, wide receivers"? I just know they're going to dominate. When Devonte Adams, he would have been the the top guy. He's been well, he's had well, games, but I mean, he's not been. That. Hopkins, uh, yeah. Hopkins would be another one. I'm, I have to pull up the list, but yeah, it was kind of funny because we're already you know we're we're nearing the end of the season. And already your brain is like rewiring to being like, no, these are the guys now. Yeah. Um, like if you look at the top five, yeah, Devontae Adams is, I mean, he barely made the top five. He, he's number five right now, but the other guys, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuels, Tyreek Hill, which we assumed, yeah. Justin Jefferson, people were making, you know, where's he going to land in the top 10? Um, but you could have, once again, you could have easily gone down. And if you just take an, a bunch of the budget guys, like you don't go for any of the top ones, like, there's a lot of guys we talked about on here, right? I mean, we're talking about how Thielen's number eight. <clears throat> he was highly underrated. We knew this. He's going to catch touchdowns. All right, great. Um, I mean, but even like C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf, uh, McLaurin. I mean, ah, that guy's a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, Keenan Allen, you can keep going down and there's going to be guys lower and lower. Hopkins has been hugely. Amari Cooper is like 30th. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown has been a, a very big disappointment. Now he's on the IR, but even when he was healthy, I mean, he battled with it back and forth. You know, I, I, I think this year it, it changed the game. Two reasons. Uh, first of all, you can have the three game IR. You have a longer season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if it, I don't know if preparation changed or what from, you know, the, the COVID year, I'm not exactly sure, but it does feel like a lot of injuries are happening to these top guys that were relatively bulletproof before. Or is it because we haven't seen the young crew come in in a while? Like Devontae Adams has been around for a while. Like yeah. Evans, like, uh, you know, Thielen, Stefan Diggs, even though he's been in Buffalo only a couple of years, he's been around for quite a while. Um, I mean, what do you attribute to that? I think fantasy football is just a crapshoot. We don't know. I think I'm thinking about this. Like, what's the strategy you got to come up with? Man, it is like, did you see Cooper Cup coming up like this? Even Cooper Cup slowed down, though, to be honest. Um, he did. He did. Um, I mean, I. Well, 
I guess this is tough. I'm just trying to like, we're going to have some time to think about this and look at this as we go in the off season, really see if there's some like pattern here that we're missing. What is like, what, oh man, guys, I guess I just don't, I don't know how much risk you want anymore. Like you see, like Adam Thielen wasn't a risk, right? He was a good value and you got him later. Do I just go for those guys and take and try to minimize my risk? I don't know. It's all yeah, over well, the board. Here's like the DK Metcalfs, the Mike Evans, they go awesome games and then they just suck for you. Like Amari Cooper's that guy. I hate that player. And I, I have them. I have a few of those guys. Well, why Ty do I Reek have that, is that guy too? Tyreek's I mean, that guy too. Yeah. Stefan Diggs hasn't even been like as consistent as I would have liked. Like there hasn't no. Cooper cup was Justin Jefferson is like kind of been that guy a little more than others. Jamar chase has been good. And then he sucked in game. There isn't like that guy at wide receiver. At running back and at running back, it was Derrick Henry. You could rely on Derrick Henry. And I don't know if you and now Jonathan Taylor, for the most part. Um, it's just not that guy doesn't seem to exist. It's uh, football's weird, man. Yeah. And with the injuries for the the bell cow type running backs, that is that is the difference. Like, like you said, like Derrick Henry going down, Cook going down, McCaffrey going down. Um, and I'm missing one too, but those those guys were the ones that got all of the carries. Like the only other one now is going to be like Najee Harris, not quite as dynamic as everyone, but going to get every carry possible, but he's yeah. a young guy still. He's like the first year in the league, you know, his body can take it a little more. I, it, and here's well, the thing. Even, oh, yeah. well, there's two, there's two different sides to this because it probably doesn't affect you. If you're playing just snake draft, it probably doesn't affect how you're going to be drafting. Right. True, because true. Because value is value and you're, you know, you have you're at where you're at between yeah. two guys, you're going to take them, right? Do you, does it play into your head that you're going to shy away from more injury prone players? I know that it always shy away a little bit, but well, now with like Delvin Cook, Saquon and Henry, do they get bumped down at all for someone that is a little more durable? Like, are they, is Chubb up there with them now because of that or no? Yeah, Chubb, I, I like he seems more durable. Um, I honestly am really gonna shy away from I, I love Dalvin Cook, but the guy does seem to get hurt. Well, Kirsten McCaffrey really right? it, McCaffrey man, last two years, last it's two years been some injuries. Been really and maybe you get him at a value next year and you're like, Oh wow, I was an idiot. Why didn't I draft McCaffrey at like running back six or something if right, he falls, right. you know? Who knows? But I could that always can happen. Well, I is, just is don't Henry know if I have is Henry going to have like a, a, a play cap now? Like, is he going to have, you're only yeah. going to get 18 rushes out of the guy tops because they don't want to do this to him yeah. again. I don't know. I truly yeah. don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays. I would say in auction, it is making me lean towards thinking of more of a strategy instead of like spending all this money on McCaffrey or Cook this year or whatever. Is maybe I could cut that money in half and maybe I can get a mix in and a Najee hair or, you know, in that level of where the players were that eight to 14 yeah. range, right? You could have got two of those guys or you get one of those top guys. And maybe you get two of those guys in that range and get, your chances are better of one of them breaking out. You right. know, and I, I, that's maybe where more I'm leaning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you when it comes to auction, which yeah. I do think is the way to go. Yeah. I do wonder if that is automatically going to happen because of all the injuries and everything that has occurred this year. I wonder if the top all of a sudden gets brought down and then the top five, six guys are actually, you know, affordable, but they're all going to be around the same, you know, same price. Well, if, you know. Next year's going to be interesting. And then, and then it gets closer and closer with the, because Nixon had the same thing, right? He was on yeah. a bad team or he got banged mm -hmm. up and, and people were down on him this year. He looks like a safe bet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, does he jump back up? So I, I think that the, you almost talk about like economics, but I do think the market is kind of shifting anyway. And by the time we get like what they're worth, their value come next year, mm-hmm. I do think Henry might be the only one that I'm wrong about because he was so freaking good. And even missing all these games recently, he's still like ranked the fourth best in standard, which is crazy. He might be the only one that they're just like, he's worth all the money still. But I don't think McCaffrey will. I don't think no, Cook will. I think Jonathan I, Taylor is going to be the number one on draft boards now next year. And I mean, that's a good point. He'll probably be number one and go the most. I, but after that, cannot, everybody's a question mark. I you can Joe Mixon. I spend. Yeah, but I could. Can you imagine spending like we've seen people spend like eighty dollars mm-hmm. out of like a two hundred dollar budget on on a player? Can you yep. imagine spending eighty dollars on Taylor or Mixon? No, see, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to no, do it. No, I couldn't do it for that. I'm going to go mid tier. I'm going to go mid tier and call it good and just hope I get it. Hope, hopefully, somebody breaks out, get a couple of those guys, sprinkle in like this year. It would have been the Damian Harris, Leonard Fournette. Harris got hurt too. So, whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Fournette, day. like you, you just, you sprinkle, well, you get that kind of range. Like, and then, and then immediately too, we, we haven't talked about them in a while, but it cracked me up. Now I'll be able to get them for like, a dynamite price, <laughs> but uh, ETN and Dobbins both got mm-hmm. hurt before the year even began. And it, and it's kind of funny because it did make James Robinson relevant, mm-hmm. but it opened up a ton of space on Baltimore and they didn't do anything with it. Nothing. Oh so, God. Dobbins would have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I'm never going to, I'm never going to say what he would have been. We're not going to be wrong. Well, we one, be wrong now, I could so. see, and there's like other situations where like, I can see Tony Pollard overtaking Zeke in a way he's slowly like getting more and more and more work. Well, and I could, I could see them getting rid of Zeke and not, he's a wonderful player, but I, I joked about this. He's not as good as he was though. He's not, no, he's not I that joked early. that, that it was a conspiracy theory that Pollard, like they were going to trade Zeke and Pollard was going to be their guy. And tell you the truth, this still makes sense. Like, but their defense has played so much better than I thought they were going to, you know, not perfect, but way better than they were a year ago that, well, you know, who would you be trading for? So, and there's some guys like, I feel, I feel like a, like a Javante Williams next year, he's going to be a really interesting guy, which there's players like that. They're going to watch out for the Javante Williams, the second year backs, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with San Fran's backfield too. Is Elijah sure. Mitchell going to stick around? Do, do they keep getting injured? What is going on there too? God, um, and Sermon just got hurt, yeah, too. Uh, we did have one more question, actually. Okay, uh, all right. There was, End us uh, Yeah, a uh, YouTube question from Yakov. Um, and this is perfect for you. We're talking about defenses. Uh, what defense will be best come fantasy playoff time? Mm. Weeks 14 through 18. Thank you. All right, let me pull up some schedules here. Let me see what I got. I haven't – well, 14. Ah, no, never mind. I can't talk. Jeff, I don't – no one's going to listen to this, right, from our league? Um, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> you're, you're out of it. You're not going to pick them up. Yeah, I'm so not going to pick them up. Week yeah. week 14, Denver Broncos play against the Lions. Okay, That's, so you you go back to the Lions thing. Sure, week yeah. 13, if you go back to this week, Vikings against the Lions. But week yeah. 14, um, Broncos. Um, yeah, hopefully no one's up from our league's listening. I'm putting an early claim in for that. Just you, in you case I just have to name off every team that's about to play the line. Yeah, I'm going to pull this up here. Yeah. So week 14. So I've been looking heavily at week 14, to be honest, because this that's, I have so been looking hurtful. at that because I might have to be playing a, a play-in game for the playoffs in week 14. So I've been looking at week 14, trying to figure out, all right, what are some possible available defenses? The Broncos playing the Lions. That's one of the better options for week 14. Um, Green Bay playing against Chicago. I like, I like that. I actually well. like, I like them not only for that one for Chicago, but I mean, they go Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland. It's not, it's Minnesota, not bad. Like if you're and then, streaming and then Detroit yeah. again. So if you're actually yep. playing 14 to 18, 
They're very, very useful. Like, because if you have to go time. one, that's better because your other the Broncos would go Detroit, but then they play Cincinnati, who can put up points at times. And if you can only go one of these and you're not mixing and matching, that's that's where you'd probably go more likely to the Packers. Like week 14, if you really have to go further down, you could go with the Chargers against the Giants. That's that that could be okay. Week 15, um, 49ers, if they're out there playing against Atlanta, but there's they don't then they play week 16, they play Tennessee and Tennessee has been pretty poor. So if you can mix and go like, you know, a week 14 Broncos with a week 15 and 16 49ers, that's not a bad play playing against Atlanta and playing against Tennessee. You could do that one. There's not as many good options for week 15. Can we actually, the one that, and th- this could be a little up in the air, but at least for 15, uh, the dolphins, they're only Dolph- 40, dolphins in general. Yeah. Dolphins in general are. They've been uh, playing really well. Yes, they have. They've been playing very strong. I, I, I missed the Dolphins. Let me pull up the Dolphins here. Um, but they play New York Jets on the 15th. They have a bye the 14th, so that, that hurts. But 15th, yep. uh, they were New York Jets. And then New Orleans, which, you know, who's scared of them right now, especially if Kamara's not playing. And then you play Tennessee, which is who knows yep. <laughs> which yep. version you're going to get. Um, so they're a, a strong contender, too. And in, in the last four weeks, they went. 17 points, 18, 5, and 23. Like they've been playing out of their mind against bad teams, but they're taking advantage of it. So especially in week 15, I really, really like them. Yep. No, that's a that's a good one too. So those are those are a couple of the plays I guess you could go with. Um Lions play <laughs> Denver, Arizona, Atlanta. I'm probably not rolling with Atlanta no matter what. And Arizona's <laughs> already picked up. So I think you only got one week there to play around with it. Uh, you probably like Jacksonville. Okay. Jacksonville has the best schedule to be honest, but could anybody do it? No. They've been terrible. Their schedule though is Tennessee. This is week 14, 15, 16, Tennessee, Houston jets. No, man, that's, I still can't do it, man. That's an awesome schedule. If I, if I were to tell you this team put up 17 points, standard scoring against Buffalo, you'd be like, Oh my God, get them. And I'd be like, the next largest would be eight, and then it drops down to two. <laughs> I know, that's a great schedule. <laughs> then um, Titans, I don't know. They play, they play Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, 14 and 15. Dude, I, I truly can't figure this team out. They no. were riding so high, and well, then they, they, they have no players left. terrible. And it was against two offenses yep. that should not take advantage of you. That's against Houston bad. and New England, and they made them look dumb. I do yep. not understand it. Yep. But, all right, there we go. There's some week 13 next year, 2022 talk. I, I like talking about drafts. I don't know. That's my thing. That's fun. Well, some, I'm, I'm going to come up with a perfect strategy for next year, Jeff. I'm dominating all our leagues. Um, I'm going to come up with a strategy that somehow screws over John. Don't know how, don't know how, but I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to make a trade with him. I'm going to actually be like all cool with him. We're going to do a trade right at the deadline. I'm like, send it over, man. I'll click it. We're doing this thing. And I'll just let it linger and linger. Oh, deadline passed, man. I missed it. Sorry. Yeah, obviously you've not tried to make a deal with him lately because he is the worst. <laughs> Love John. Great. <laughs> that's what I'll do. That's one of that's too obvious, right? He won't trade with me. Yeah, he's not gonna trade. If you me. have any suggestions on how I can screw over. A fantasy opponent of mine, Legally. not necessarily that I'm playing against, but just in general, a person in your fantasy league, but within the rules of the league, and not that'll get me um, in trouble with the law. Let me know. Actually, I 
okay, I know that if you're listening this late in the year, you're into the playoffs anyway. And I, I do wonder, do you want to lay it out? No, what he did. I, I see what, I'm not, no, I don't like talking <laughs> about like, I'm not, I'm not like talking about it. I'm not like talking about it. We'll talk about another day. Yeah. No, that'd be another it's, um, would you ever, would you ever uh, sit your best players to try to have yourself lose to get another person out of the playoffs? Essentially, he played, I'll just tell us straight up, he played Naheem Hines over Jonathan Taylor. What's going on? Technically, not against the rules in our league. In our league, not against the rules. It, it I don't think Some we weeks. ever thought about it, to be honest. No one usually does it. And it is. How do people feel about that? If you're listening, how yeah. do you feel about that? Is, Would you, yeah, is it kind of like, hey, it's legal, but shitty? Or, or is, is, or is Naheem just, Hines over Jonathan Taylor just too egregious? Or is it incredibly savvy in saying you use all the tools available to you in order to try to get your best matchup? Maybe that's what John would that. say. Yeah, that's, that's what John, John would say. That's what you know John what? would say. So, all right. All right, we go. Let me know what you think. I'll do it for today, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>